0: Okay, so um, I said, good morning. What I, what I want to do is that um, bef- before well at, at the end of the uh, at the end of the um, before before everybody goes, whoever hasn't heard shofar, I'll blow so that you can hear shofar. Um, I spoke to Evan Weinberg about it. His his feeling was that since it's not a it's not a mitzvah to hear shofar right now, there's no mitzvah in the hearing of shofar. What it is is just merely just to um. Awaken us and get us into a bit of a an ill mood, so therefore it's fine to hear it over, over Zoom, even because you know that you don't fulfil any mitzvah as such. So therefore, we'll we'll do that before. Okay. Um, so are we now in Kohelet, Zion, Pasuk um, Yud Gim or Pasuk Thirteen? So the Kohelet says, "Yeah, et She says, "See the the uh, the deeds of Hashem." Um, who can straighten? Who can fix? ifto, which or that which he has um, has made crooked. So there there, um, there, there are a number of references to this concept. We find uh, this concept of, uh, of of something which is broken you can't fix. Uh, the Gemara in Brochus, for example, speaks about it regarding davening. So if you didn't uh, daven uh mincha myriv and then you remember that myriv a mincha so you can do two my but you can't do another shachrit. so you so there's certain, there's certain ways that you can can catch up on certain things and the other ways that you can't catch up. So for example um, when it comes to to a musaf on uh on today, like today is Rosh Kodesh, if you miss Musaf today, you can't catch it up tomorrow. But you could catch up if you miss Mincha today, you could catch up by davening two marriage tonight, even though the one is Shabbos and the one is the weekday. Just the concept of being able to fix up certain things. But comes along Kohelet and he says, the reality is, Who can fix that which you have twisted? And it comes along Rashi, and Rashi says to us the following, a ra'eg maase Elohim. See what has Hashem has done. Heichah heichah bume tukan hakol. Lefia pulashol Adam. Says go and see what Hashem has done. let see how incredible what our Kodesh Baruch Hu does. Is that He fixes everything according to that which we do. Gad Eden letzadikim vegehem lerushan. Go and see. Uh, go see what he does. He puts Gan for the Tzaddikim and Gehenim, whatever Gehenim is, hell, whatever we can call it, la to the to the evil one, to the to the Rishonim. Re'el Go and see this, and go see which one you want, to, which one you decide you want to cling to. So what an appropriate thing for us, a Rosh Chodesh Elul, where we have to revisit and reconsider exactly how we do things, the way we're doing things, that we can reconnect to our Chodesh Baruch Hu at this time. So it comes along Koelis uh, and says, now's the time. Go and see that our Kaddish does everything according to what we do, our deeds, and therefore you decide how you want to be. Um, what does it mean? Miyu and who can uh, straighten things out, who can fix things up? Uh, Rashi says, la et Nobody can change that which you've um, what you've done after you've passed away, the things that you've done in your life. And I was actually discussing this with somebody that we, we, cre- we get reputations even in our lives about certain things. And um, there are certain times where we can push, put a restart button. Um, this period of time for us now, the six months away from everybody, is kind of like an opportunity to restart, to re when we When we do start re engaging in a profound way, that's uh, now's the time to do it. You know, we started Hashem. Uh, going back to Shul. Yesterday we went for the first time. Um, well, really, we had a little bit of a, a trial minion on, uh, on, on Wednesday night to see if it would work. And it did. So that was really our first visit. It was the first minion the Shul has had in almost six months. Um, we had it in the sukkah area, which um, was quite exposed and quite cold. But it's an amazing thing to be able to, to do things again. The, the whole thing, the whole question is when you go back to Shul, how do we go back to shul? And it's not only shul, it's going to be everything that we go back to. How do we go back to it? Do we go back to it in a way that, um, that it becomes the same that it was or do we go back to it in a way that it's going to be different? Um, you know, somebody, somebody mentioned before, and I think I've even said it before, are we going to go back to normal? Is there going to be you know, whatever normal may be, but uh, surely we shouldn't go back to anything, we should go forward. And that's really what Kohelet is saying. You can't fix up that which you've messed up, but now we can. That's what an amazing opportunity that Hashem has given to us, that we can theoretically change the way of doing things in order to make things better. Says so, the Mitzvahist David, he says the following. He says, Look at the way that our Baruch Hu, how straight they are, how integrous they are says who who, out of a human being is able to fix that which they mess up completely but akadosh baruchu is different why because akadosh baruchu can make a gazera onto an entire generation onto an entire people onto an entire nation onto entire world as he does now um but he can change it, as the Gemara says. Rosh Hashanah in says that it could be. That on Rosh Hashanah we know, and it's, it's so profound. Rosh Hashanah, um, uh, and I, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I repeat myself sometimes, but the concept of we say on Rosh Hashanah, you know, Rosh mi mi yamut, mi ba'ish, mi all of that stuff that we speak about, we don't really like. Take it in, but who could have thought that the entire world would be wrapped up in this devil, in this plague that we've had? Um, and it's the only time in history since the flood that we've had a worldwide plague. Comes along the Gomorrah and says that it's the that because of the the, the, the there's something with, which is something not 100% correct with the way that this generation is, and so therefore, nizhar al So there's a, a a decree on on the on that generation for gashamin which means a, a small amount of rain, insufficient rain to give what they need in order for crops to grow. So what happens then? Uh, because we realize that we've uh, gone off, off the ways that we're supposed to have be beyond, Hey, tivumar saim the people fixed up their ways, the people did uh, and came back. So then what is Akkorish Barakhu? Matakenu Esakilku Akkodish Barakhu fixes things up. How does he fix things up? Kimoridim is my number tipa. Because HaKadosh Baruch who fixes things up. How does he do it? He's already made a gezerah that there'll be a certain amount of rain that'll fall in the world. What Hashem does is that he makes sure that the rain that falls is very... Um Focused and very pointed and falls in exactly the same pl- exactly the right place and at exactly the right time, in order that not one drop is lost and really, what uh, Kohelet is telling us is that uh, we don 't always appreciate the wonders of Akadosh Baruch water when we were in Cape Town and they had this uh, we had this terrible drought, and there were certain times where um, where rain where, where it did rain, but more often than not, the rain didn 't fall in the right place and when I read this uh, with David I realized that that if Hashem wants us to fall in the right place, we will fall in the right place, and that's really what Kolis is trying to instill within us: is this need, is this understanding that uh, our relationship with our Kolis Baruch must be one where we recognise completely that Hashem, um, that Hashem really can run the world in whichever way He wants to, and it's only Him that is able to fix up that which He may have decreed elsewhere because He is at the end of the day the master of the world. Okay, now this is the um, the ne- the next pasuk. Is a little bit more, um, kind of like profound in many ways. It says the next passage of the following on a good day, it's sh- you should be with the goodness, and on a bad day, always consider, um, reflecting this thing. Um, as opposed to that thing, I'll explain what this means. Asai him, that's what Hashem made. Al divrat shelo... Al divrat shelo adam That it's in order that we don't find anything wrong with HaKadosh Baruchun. Okay, so what's Kohelet saying? So Rashi tells us, what does it mean? That he's, uh, he's talking about beyond tov tov. It's such a powerful concept. He um, says that, Rashi says that on, when you have the opportunity, beyond, when you have the opportunity in your hand to do good, make sure that you don't waste that opportunity. Make sure, as his words are, sorry. Yeah, but be the one who does the good. So when we have the opportunity to good when there is, when, we have, when we have extra, when we have um, opportunities to do chesed and whatever the case is, we must be what we call the Osva. We need to be we need, there's a definition of a type of person. There are, um, there are people who do good things and there are people who are do good. and I don't mean that in a negative way um it's the same as the eshet chayel eshet chayel is this concept of this woman who is an eshet chayel and then it says later on many many of our many daughters do chayel and you're the greatest of all of them why are you greater than all of them because you're not just somebody who does chayel every now and then but your very essence is chayel and so there too what rashi is saying there are those who do good and there are those who, who are the ones who are always do good. And we've got to be amongst those Oset when we have good in our lives. Now, why is that so important? Because we don't always have good in our lives. That's the reality. The reality is in our lives is that uh, things come up that are sometimes negative. I spoke to somebody today; they uh, they've got a, they've got a kid, and we all you know we all have choice with our kids. But they found out that there might be something wrong with the kid's heart. Uh, they're not from um, here, so. Like, the simcha, the great joy, the, the enjoyment of all of a, of their boys and their girls, and all of a sudden, one of the kids has got a, has got a problem. So that we need to, what Rashi is saying, is embrace the tov so much that you become an habitual osay tof. Somebody always is doing good, and then over yom ra'ah, and when things get tough, what are you supposed to do? But yom ra'ah on that on that bad day, Rashi says, Allah rishaim. Atati So Rashi says, when the negative things come, he says specifically on those who who don't do, who don't behave appropriately, then you can be of the roim. You can be those who see what is going on, not those who experience what is going on. But the other commentaries say that. Um, what does it mean? But Yom Ra'ah doesn't mean that's Ra'ah to other people. That's Ra'ah to you. Ra'ah he achla asot tshuva sh'tenatel midinah shel Says that the the uh, the midrash says that you got when when things are difficult. See how you can get. Uh, uh do to 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 avoid the difficult parts of our lives we understand that the gomorrah says that i'm not trying to preach i'm just telling you what the, the Mephashim are saying um, the gomorrah says that uh, when when difficult things happen to us we have to be mafash face from ourselves we have to check our deeds we have to look inside ourselves and say where am I? But I think it's not only about, about doing the Tshuva, it's also about an attitude of, recogni- of recognizing what our Kodesh Baruch is giving us. And that's what the Torah Tmema quotes from the Midrash. But The Midrash says the, the following, and, uh, and um, we're going to go through this, uh, the, this beautiful, beautiful Midrash, which I think is, is really uh, something important for us, part of being an Osei So it says that the Midrash, Rabbi Tanchum, Rabbi Rabbi Tanchum and, uh, said in the name of Rabbi Chia that this Pasuk that we've just spoken about, about the, the, when there are good things and when there are negative things, is speaking about patak vashim. It's talking about poor people and wealthy people. What does it mean that on a good day you must be with the tov? What an unbelievable concept. The Midrash says from Rabbi Tanchum, that what does it mean by That when something is good, you must be good. But when we said Rashi said Rabbi Tanchum, it doesn't mean you're good. It's not your good that you must you must then embrace. He said, That when it's good for your friend, you've got a yabatov, you have to feel the joy of your friend Simcha. It's a beautiful concept. It's a beautiful concept that at any point in time where there's success with somebody, with people around you, we, our, our job is, is totally to, um, to em, totally embrace that, that, that joy with them in order for them to feel uplifted by the joy and not to feel in any way that anybody, Chas would have give some type of anhorror to that joy. That is the, that is the first part of Rabbi Sanuchud. And then he says, And then what happens when things are difficult, not for you, but for your friend? Go find a way that you can help those people who are suffering. In order that you will get schar for them, it's kind of amazing. Okay. This is what Rabbi Tachum used to do. If he would go out it was erev Shabbos, and he would go buy by himself a, uh, um, I don't know, a couple of steaks or and some and some uh, and some vegetables. What he would do, he would always buy two. One for him and one for the poor people. Why would he do this? So he says says that because He says because our college Baruch created a world where you have wealthy people and you have poor people. And they sit side by side. Why? in order that they can get merits from one another. And um, and the, the Torah Tima to explains. It says why? Because the those who are less fortunate were created, so it's, it's a crazy concept. He said we're created. Why? In order for us to benefit them in this world and them to benefit us in Ulam Ba in the world to come. And really, I think what uh, what this uh, Torah Timim is, t- is saying to us is that there are a number of uh, consciousnesses, if that's right word, that we're supposed to have in our lives. Number one, obviously, with that, when we are um, in a situation of 12, so then we've got to be the oyset We've got to be the ones that are able to do good for others. That's one aspect number two aspect is that when others are in situations of tov we need to be with them in that tov in a full-hearted way and completely feel that way um we, we feel a lot of empathy for people um, and with our good friends we feel we want to be part of that simcha but he's not saying it's about our good friends he's just saying any, any other person that you see has success in their lives we need to celebrate that success with them um, sometimes it's more difficult than others, but uh, that's part of of, of being government over ourselves. And then he says, also, we have to always look out for that uh, for that time where it might be that other people are going through a tough time, and and when we buying one, we must buy two, one for them and one for us, in order to to get, for all of us to be able to be um, to be social to one another, to give each other merits. And I think that's an important concept that um, that we have comes along the. Uh, the the Torah and, and there's this concept that is so powerful that uh, that everybody speaks about and that is this idea of gam zel umatzeh. This idea that um, that there's always there are always two opposing forces that exist in the world. There's the tov and the ra, right, and they are zel umatzeh. They are they are completely. Um, uh, opposite of one another in a very profound way. So um, the so I just want to see. so the, the the Gemara the the Gemara tells us the Gemara in Chagiga. Um, Says the following: What, what, what is, what is, uh, We have this, 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 this person called Acher, Acher, Rabbi Elisha ben Avuya. Rabbi Elisha ben Avuya was one of the greatest Tamid Chachamim of his time. Um, he was the teacher of Rabbi Meir, who was, uh, who was then the greatest of the greats as well. And so, Elisha ben Avuya. Um, went, off the, uh, went off the derech, that's what we would call it. So what happened to him? Nobody's really sure, and nobody really understands how a man of such incredible learning and such incredible depth, and so deep, could go off the derech. But uh, one of the, the, the Toswat read says in the Gomorrah and the Gomorrah and says that, uh, tells a story. The story is that um, a father asked his son to go up a ladder and to chase away the mother bird and get the eggs. Now there are two mitzvahs involved there. The one is the mitzvah of Kibbutz Avaim, honoring one's parents. And the other mitzvah is the mitzvah of shiluach hakhan of chasing away the mother bird. Now we know that both of those mitzvahs have a reward of um, of manya and Yamecha, of long life. So he has this kid, he's told to go up by his father to chase the mother bird away. Uh, he goes up, he goes up the ladder, chases the mother bird away, gets the eggs, Gives them to his father and falls down off the ladder and dies. And this, according to the Tosafot, is what Rabbi Meir saw. Rabbi Meir sees how can it be such an injustice? He's supposed to get long life. He listened to his father, so he gets the, the reward of kibud he, he got the, the the bird the bird eggs, and so he should get reward for that. But. He um he does So if that's the case, says uh say, um, says the the, the, the explaining said there initially Ben Aviya looked there, he said lay's dinva, lay dying, there's no judge, there's no judgment, it's all nonsense, and he threw everything out, just threw it out. And he called himself Acher, or they called him Akher, it's not clear, he became the other one, the one who'd left everything alone. I mean, just in fact, the fact that he gets this label, but um. The, uh, the, the, the point is that he, he was so great, but he always challenged Rebbe Meir in different ways. So the Gemara says, Rebbe Meir was asked by Akher a question. After he had already gone astray, after he'd already gone off the Amaleh He says to him, what does it mean? What does it mean this passage that, uh, that Hashem has made one thing, opposite the other. So Rabbi Meir says to him, whatever Akkadush Baruch creates in this world, um, he also he created he created something similar corresponding to it. So, he created, which is interesting, he says, Bara Harim, Bara he created um, mountains and he also created little hills. Bara yamin, Bara he created uh, seas and he created rivers. So... he said I understand it. Uh Achra says to him, but Rabbi Akiva, who was your teacher, Loam Alkah, Rabbi Akiva didn't say that. Rabbi Akiva said, bara bara that Sadikim Barathoim. That accord who created Zelu Matze. He created Sadiqim and he created Rashoim. He created the uh the, the, the holy ones and he created the rishon. Barakan Eden, Barakinim. He created Gan Eden. He created ganem Called Echad ve Echad Yesh Lo Beis Kalafim. Echad began Eden, ve Echad began It Says because what has Hashem is saying that every single person, every single one of us, has two portions in our in our lives. The one is a portion in Gan Eden, and the other one is a portion in ganem began aided. And it depends on us which which we're going to take. So this kumar is very difficult to understand. What on earth was Rabbi Meir saying? To Rabbi Meir said he said that Hashem created everything corresponding. So He created a mountain and he created a hill. What's the corresponding? One's a mountain, one's a hill. Where's the corresponding things? And what does it mean? He created seas and he created rivers. And um, so I think the answer is that uh, is very simple that there are other places where our challenges in our lives are are interpreted by Chazal to be different things. Some of us have challenges in our lives that are mountains, and some of us have challenges in our lives that are hills. But sometimes we make those challenges um, that are hills into mountains. um, And if we are powerful, then we are strong. And we understand what we can do without uh, how powerful we are inside we can make the challenges of those mountains into hills so too we can uh, we can see that we have to we, we can think that we have to cross over the sea to achieve incredible things or we can just see that it's just a river and it depends on us and really that's what rabbi Meir was saying to akhev and i think he's really saying that to us as well and how appropriate it is as we go now into um into this period of Edel going in just before, before working up into Rosh Hashanah, that um, the challenges that we have in our lives on so many levels are uh, sometimes hills and we make them into mountains. You know, we speak about doing a mountain out of a molehill. That's where this is, this is the same concept. And sometimes what we have to do is to look into ourselves deeper and say, what can I do to make this a smaller concept? Um. Um. Because, because the less the, the more I'm able to be bigger in myself, the smaller these challenges are for us. And I think that's why the Gemara says. Um. Sorry, the Midrash says that. Uh, what is kama What is between we said that the Akharic Baruch created Gehennem and Gan Eden. He created these two opposites. And what's between them? What is the actual um, barrier between Gehennem and Gan Eden? So it comes along the Midrash and says the Midrash says a tefach. A tefach is a fist. That's the that's the. It's about uh, seven to eight centimeters. Is the is the gap between Gehennem and Gan Eden? Um, Rabbi Yochanan says it's a kotel. Rabbi Rabbi Yochanan says no. There's actually a wall between the two of them um in order that they can't take can't take from one another but either way if it's just a wall or it's just a fist according to the the first opinion the, the difference between heaven and hell the difference between what we're able to do and what we're not able to do really for us should be just seen as possibly the smallest thing but when we see when we make the challenge bigger so then the challenge becomes just that much more difficult to overcome and so um and so therefore the uh the, 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 the point of what I was trying to show is that it all depends on us. One of the commentaries says, says that if we create a habitual um, view of of how we see things, and during the time of tov, we're always emphasizing the tov, the tov, the tov, the tov, then when it comes to a time of ra, what we are able to do, when it's difficult times, we're able to reflect and remember the time that was good and at the time that is good we're able to reflect back at the time that was, was difficult and that really is, a, is part of what we need to do as part of a, as, a, as people is to be able to see even when things are fantastic to always be able to go down into the um into, look back and say well wow, what broker i really do have um in a real way and really recognize those brokers um, and when we recognize those brachas, then I think we, we, we are able to fulfill this concept of um, of and when we do that, then we said When we are able to recognize brachas and we recognize brachas in the good and therefore we habitually see them, we're even able to see them in the negative times and we can never really stand up and say, wow, what is our college Baruch doing? doing? Um, we, I spoke about it on uh, on Tisha B'av. The only time we're allowed to really ask why is Tisha B'av. The rest of the time we have to uh, we have to uh, find within ourselves the attitude of figuring what can I do with that which I'm doing uh, with, with the challenges that I have in order to become to become greater in order to uplift myself. Um, because uh, when we start finding making ourselves victims, and that's really what uh, Khaled is saying, um, according to this foreigner, when we start making ourselves victims of the difficult situations that we're in, and we don't see even the brokers that we have, then it means that we... Um, that, that, that we're failing in our emuna, we're failing in our understanding of et Maase Elohim. See the greatness of our Kol and I, that's. I just wanted to share that with you because I think that's fundamental. And uh, the the month of Elul that we've just entered is is reflective of that, because they're, they're all over. Chazal speak about how important this month is. One of the things that we say during this month is the um, we know, David Hashem Ori, And in the David Hashem Ori, one of the things that we say is, we speak about, one thing I asked of Hashem, this is the thing I wanted. What is the thing that I wanted? I want to sit in the house of Hashem all the days of my life. So everybody asks the question, like, what does that mean? David HaMelech is the king. David HaMelech is a man who has to engage with the people around him, he's got to engage with his entire people. He's got to engage with the nation of Israel, with nations from outside of the world. He wants to build the base of Midas. He wants to do all these things. What do you mean, shifty bevet Hashem? Sitting in the, the house of Hashem his whole life. If he sits like that, he's never going to achieve the things that he needs to achieve. He was a warrior. He was an amazing human being. So what does it mean? So the ish says, shifty bevet Hashem. Says, it doesn't say he wants to sit with Hashem says you want to sit in the beta share. What's a buy it? Why is a buy it such an important thing? Um, your home, our home should be the place that we go to as a refuge which from the um, from the world around us, from the from the slings of arrows of our outrageous fortune that Shakespeare calls, of the things that happen to us in the world that we go, we walk along along uh, outside of our homes. The dangers uh, on numerous levels, spiritual, emotional, all those things. Whereas our home should be this place that we want us to. Be, we can find what he calls his not rest, and so that's what David HaMelech is saying. Is that it's not that he wants to sit in the house of Hashem, a physical house. He wants to sit and bask in the comfort and the knowledge, in the, in the safe space of his being with Artur Hodesh Because when he's in that safe space, then he's able to achieve everything, everything that he can. And what is the... Um, um, what is the ultimate achievement? To be able to see, to be able to have a vision of the beauty of the of the majesty of the Rishonim Olam. and that's really what we have to try and do during this month. Um, the King is in the field; he's close to us. He wants us close to him. Let's all try hard to get close to him, understanding that there's good and there's bad, there's good and there's negative, and it depends on how we are going to be. Um, are we going to be the osaytova, or are we going to be those who, f- who find it easier to fall into the morass of the difficulty on our lives? Let's strive to be the osaytova, especially this Elul, and we continue to do to for ourselves and tef for others, like uh, Rabbi Thompson taught us. Thank you for uh, for being here this morning, and Bezrat Hashem, we will continue next week again. I'll, I'll blow the shofar for anybody who hasn't uh, who hasn't heard it this morning. Um, Shabbos everybody, God bless Thank you so much Rav Thank you everyone, have a good Shabbos Good Shabbos